Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 938. Dean Richard Sunday morning, WGN. Guess who just celebrated a birthday? Dr. Kevin Most. Happy birthday, Dr. Kevin Most. Dr. Kevin Most, happy birthday, my friend. Dean, thank you very much. Appreciate that. And my brother and I have uh, the same birthday. My oh, is that right? Born on the same day, two years apart. How about that? How about that? Wow. Well, yeah. Happy birthday to the Most Brothers. And I uh, hope you uh, just have a, a well, I this year has got to be better than the, the last couple that we've gone through for a doctor, I would think, right? <laughs> it really, it really has, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of coming back a little bit to normal where you can actually celebrate birthdays now instead of hiding through, through them. So right. yeah, Dry, I think we'll all be getting much better on trying that. To try, you know, remember when we would celebrate birthdays, you know, someone, You'd be in a circle outside, uh, six feet apart, <laughs> keeping your distance, or somebody would be in a car, somebody else would be behind a glass uh, in the early days of the uh, pandemic. So we're, we're definitely much better. And now, uh, also good news for uh, parents uh, who have kids as young as six months old. Some big vaccination news yesterday. Yeah, it really was. It's it's very reassuring now that we have vaccinations pretty much for every age group from six months on. It'll be interesting to see Dean, how parents accept it. You know, right now it doesn't look like it's going to be widely accepted, uh, but certainly at least we have that opportunity to uh, protect these kids, protect them from sharing with others, protect them from getting long COVID. So hopefully parents will take a look at it, understand what needs to happen and follow up with their kids. Yeah, I, I think that's so important because I think we've definitely gone into a a, a period of letting our guards down uh, right now. I, I know so many people who have tested positive. Thank goodness that they were vaccinated and boosted, that their symptoms are you know not as severe as the old days when we were talking through panes of glass. But uh, you know, people are testing positive. They are getting through it, uh, you know, fairly fairly well after some uh, quarantine. Uh, I, I think that's what we all need to concentrate on right now. What, what do you think? 100%. And you probably just I hope everybody listened to what you just said, you know, because a lot of people now are still continuing to get this, but the symptoms are much more mild. They're getting over it within just a few days. Those who have been vaccinated, those who are becoming ill and lasting sick longer are the unvaccinated still. But really it has shown that anybody that's been vaccinated certainly now has a shorter duration, much milder symptoms, and is feeling much better quickly. So hopefully everyone understands that not only are we protecting you from being hospitalized or decreasing you know, your chance for death dramatically, but it also appears that we're shortening that duration and allowing you to get back to quote-unquote normal in a quick time if you've been fully vaccinated. Yeah, are we, are we getting now at a period, would you, would you say... Uh, you know, like we were with the flu or like we are when someone would get the flu, you'd feel like somebody ran you over with a truck for a few days and, you know, then you got back to normal. Is that where we are now with COVID? Exactly. So when we look at influenza and flu shots that we get, people still get breakthrough cases of the flu because when we know it's not a 100% perfect match, but certainly instead of having influenza for 10 days of feeling miserable, the unvaccinated, those who are vaccinated are going to have a little bit of a 
quote-unquote cold or bad symptoms, but only for a few days because we've taught their immunity what to look for. So now people hopefully will start comparing the impact of influenza and flu vaccine and the impact of COVID vaccine and what we really need to make sure that not only it's healthier for all of us, but it will decrease the spread as we go into you know, the fall flu season. Yeah, certainly it's not, uh, the, you know, the, the serious threat, uh, ICUs and uh, death in many cases uh, that it was when we first started talking about all of this. Uh, that said, if you still have questions for Dr. Most, 312-981-7200. If you want to call in, if you want to text in, 312-981-7200. And uh, we'll get to some other uh, health-related uh, questions for Dr. Kevin Most. Uh, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital, when we come back. Dean Richard, Sunday morning, WGN 947. And Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital, on the line with us. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, you know, people are going to be outside, uh, sitting outside and uh, looking at the river with cooling off at an outdoor cafe. What kind of precautions health-wise do we need to take uh, regarding being outside as the weather uh, gets blistering hot again? Yeah, Dean, you know, it's interesting. We This is uh, one of the focuses that we have to make sure we creep up on because it's kind of interesting how we can go from spring to the middle of summer as quickly as possible. And really, people should focus on, you know, skin cancer. What are we going to do to protect ourselves and making sure that we're wearing the appropriate blocking? And then really start to think about other things that will, you know, start to impact you. You know, look at the illnesses that we find in the summer that are more um, insect-based. So looking at mosquitoes, we look at West Nile virus, uh, things along those lines. So uh, obviously, we want to make sure that we're going to be comfortable outside for controlling what we control from an infectious disease point of view, like any illnesses, as well as what can we do for skin um, cancer preparation. And then think, too, if you're going to be out doing something, look out for signs of dehydration. You know, as these temperatures hit those mid-90s, Make sure that you're going to be keep yourself well hydrated and well protected. Yeah, and alcoholic beverages don't count toward uh, hydrating yourself, right? They do not. So two things there, not only alcoholic beverages, but also caffeinated beverages. So mm. people think, oh, I'm going to take a Diet Coke or I'm going to drink coffee. And we have to understand that caffeine, although it's a stimulant, um, also leads towards more dehydration, as mm. does alcohol. Mm. So really kind of make sure that you have the right balance to keep yourself protected if you're going to be outside quite a bit. I never knew that. I, because I, I would go uh, thinking, oh, I'm going to have some nice iced tea, which is generally a black tea, which is generally super caffeinated. Uh, so I, I wasn't doing myself any favors with that. Well, you're doing some favors, but certainly not the favors that you actually really want to. And the other thing is, as we lose you know, a lot of perspiration and sweat when he's 95, 96 degrees. We have to understand that we're losing um, electrolytes as well. So sodium and potassium and glucose. So ones that we want to have a Gatorade or a Powerade um, to make sure that that's partially how we're going to make sure we maintain our fluid status. Okay. And as far as the sunscreen, I've I've jacked mine up to like 40 or 50 uh, SPF now. Uh, You know, my, my dermatologist said, uh, Dean, you got a lot of forehead going on up there. You probably should get some good good protection going. So, I I upped it. Is, is that what you are also recommending? High as high as possible. 
Yeah, if, you know, when you think about SPF and people say, well, what does SPF actually mean? And that's probably the most important that you understand that. And what it is, is it's a, the amount of time that it would take for you to get burned. So if you went out without anything on, how long would it take for your skin to burn? And then you can multiply that by the SPF by 10, and it'll tell you how long you're protected. So an F- SPF of 30 actually gives you great coverage for 300 minutes. Okay. That being said, when the temperature is very hot, you have to remember that you're going to sweat a lot of that off. People are very proud to put on sunblock saying, you know, I put on sunblock, but little do they know two things. One, they probably put it on too late because you should really put it on about a half hour before you're going to be exposed. Mm. And two, to make sure you replenish it after about an hour and a half to make sure, maybe two hours, to make sure that you have redosed essentially yourself. Okay, uh, let's get to uh, some COVID questions coming in. Uh, 309 area code said, my niece has five boys who have just completed their third bout with COVID. Uh, why should they get vaccinated if they're not sure which strain or future strains uh, they might get again? Good. It's a good question, right? And we've talked about this. We have two ways to get immunity. One is natural immunity. In other words, I got exposed to the virus. My body has now noticed it, has built up the antibodies and got me over that. The other is the vaccine-related immunity that you're going to get from the vaccination. Natural immunity seems to wane after a period of three, four, five months, as we know that the vaccine actually wanes as well. So certainly you want to be able to show that you're going to get the best protection possible, which is going to be having natural immunity and having the shots as well. And people, like you say, are going, well, why? Why do I need that? And when we look at the impact of having the two, you have much better immunity for future infections. That being said, we are starting to see other strains coming out, right? BA4, BA5, and we probably will see a vaccine in the fall that's not based on the original COVID, but actually has some of the variants in it. So not to be confusing, but certainly we want to do everything we can to protect. The other thing I think that kids and parents need to know is that we go, oh, long COVID, that's only in adults, when in fact it's not. We're seeing more and more cases of long COVID in kids where they're short of breath, where they have malaise, where they're a little bit tired. Um, So really making sure that we protect them from long COVID is certainly something we want to do with all kids. Here's Marcy on the line, 312-981-7200. Hi, you're on with Dr. Kevin Most. Hi. I'm sorry if you've already answered these questions, but I have two quick ones. One, my husband and I have COVID. We're over 70, and we're doing better. It's been 10 days. Do we have to retest before we go out? And also, how long would we... We have both vaccinations and one booster, and how long before we get our second booster? Marcy, great questions. One, if you and your husband, I'm glad you're getting better. And I think that just shows because based on your age, the importance of the vaccine allowed you to get over this without needing hospitalization or anything. And it's been 10 days. If your symptoms are gone in your 10 days, you're good. You do not need to be retested because, in fact, you may test positive but still not be contagious. So really, it's going to go on, do you still have symptoms? If you don't have symptoms in your 5 to 10 days post, you don't need to worry about testing and you can get back into your regular uh, train of thought or your regular activity. As far as the booster, if you're going to go for that second booster, certainly if you've been four months since your first booster, since your third shot, you can certainly get that based on your age and any comorbidities you have. 
So certainly people are looking right now saying, well, it's the middle of June. Should I wait until July to get some additional coverage in the fall? Certainly you can. You are probably still building up your natural immunity. So what I would say is wait about you know two, three weeks after this infection and then go and get your booster. And you will be in a very good place between natural immunity and the vaccine immunity. All right. Laura's got a similar question. Laura, you're on with Dr. Kevin Most on WGN. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, yes, similar question comes from a disagreement at a funeral yesterday when one of the people who, one of the live people who uh, had COVID recently had what could be COVID symptoms um, or something else, and there was a disagreement about how long after one has had COVID can they get COVID again? How long, Does that make right. sense? How long, how long are they contag- yeah, Laura, contagious to others, you mean? Yeah. In other words, two, you know, some people said, oh, well, long, you just yeah. had COVID, so that those you probably just have a cold. Yeah. Other people said, no. You might have COVID could again. Be COVID. What's, the, yeah. what's the word, Doc? Absolutely. And, and it can be especially now, someone that had COVID, let's say a couple of months ago, could have had Omicron, could have had BA2. Well, what's going on right now? BA4 and BA5 are now, you know, rearing their ugly head to become the more dominant strain. Different strains, so individuals yeah. are going to get COVID again. That is very, very possible. If they and have symptoms, if they have symptoms, they should test themselves because, well, they could have influenza, they could have strep throat, they could have just a regular upper respiratory infection, but certainly you don't want to spread that in, in, a, in an environment where you're all there celebrating the life of someone who's passed. I appreciate your call uh, very much, Laura. Thank you very much. And Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Hope you have a great uh, Sunday. Look forward to talking to you again soon, Kev. Thank you. You got it, Dean. Take care.